This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome everyone, it's Alana Ulifiu and you are with Body Matters and I'll be your host for the next hour. Today I'm going to talk about how do we live a righteous life and before I actually jump into that topic I just want to read the scripture which I actually spoke about a little bit last week and that was about faith. But I want to read this again and it's Galatians 3.11 that says, For in it the the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Now, what is faith? You know, faith is the substance of things not seen and the things that we are hoping for. And if we've got faith in God, faith in God is equal to the truth, the knowledge that we have about God, about his word. And I always say, you know what, our measure of faith is equal to our measure of truth. You know, the more truth you have, the more you know about the word of God, the more you can operate in faith. And faith without works is dead. So that is what I was chatting about last week. But this week, I want to kind of connect what I spoke about. And so today is how do we live a righteous life? So what is righteousness? Righteousness is, it means to be in right standing with God. According to the Oxford Dictionary, righteousness is the quality of being morally right or justifiable. Because of the spirit inside of us, we have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, and therefore we can no longer live according to the principles of darkness. You know, once we've got the Holy Spirit inside of us, we are a new creation. And in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is forgotten, and everything is new. So, When you and I give our lives to Jesus and we get the Holy Spirit living inside of us, it says that the Holy Spirit is not just a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the Spirit, meaning the Spirit of God contains righteousness. The Spirit of God contains joy, and the Spirit of God contains peace. And that is that peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard our hearts and our minds. But today I want to focus on righteousness. So we need to be transformed. So from the old way of living, you know, when we, before we came to Christ, we lived the way we wanted to live. But when we became a Christian, when the Holy Spirit has filled us, we are new creation. So we cannot live a life that we lived before. We have to live according to the principles pertaining to the kingdom of light. In other words, we need to adopt a new culture. We cannot live the way we used to live. So why have we been called to be righteous? The word of God says that the righteousness or the righteous shall live by faith. So we are the righteous of the righteousness of Christ. 
we belong to Jesus Christ. His spirit is inside of us. So we have been called to be righteous because we are called to be holy. We were created in God's image and therefore our character and behavior should also imitate that of Christ. So if I look at um, Timothy 1.9, it says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. It is so that we can, it is so that we can live out of God, a God-given purpose, so that we can live a God-given purpose according to God's purpose. You know, God says in Matthew 5, 48, it says, be perfect as I am perfect. So how do we obtain righteousness? And so I just want to touch on this topic of how do we obtain righteousness? You see, we obtain righteousness through the Spirit of God inside of us. John 3, 5 says, Except if a man is born of water and of the Spirit, he can't enter into the kingdom of God. You see, when we are born again in the Spirit, meaning we are like new babies, entering into a new kingdom. Romans fourteen seventeen says, The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but as I said, righteousness, joy, and peace in the Spirit. So before we got saved, we were all sinners. But the minute we accepted Jesus and received His Spirit, we became the, the righteousness of Christ. You see, in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of Christ. You see, righteousness is a gift from God because we never earned righteousness. It is through his grace and mercy that we are called the righteousness, righteousness of Christ. It is like receiving a certificate for something that we have not qualified for. It is his perfect spirit inside of us that makes us righteous, even though we are not perfect. You see, God's spirit inside of us is perfect. And because of that, we are righteous. In Titus 3, 3 to 7, it says, At one time we were too foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasure. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of, of the righteous things we have done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously, through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by grace, we might become the heirs of having the hope of eternal life. Isn't that beautiful? You know, before we became Christians, you know, our lives were in a mess. We didn't have the spirit of truth in us, the Holy Spirit to guide us. You know, the enemy could do whatever he wanted to us. He could lie to us because we didn't have the spirit of truth in us. Um, we didn't have righteousness. We didn't have joy. We didn't have peace, not true peace, not true righteousness and not true joy. But only that comes when we obtain 
the Holy Spirit, when we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So let's just take a short um, music break and then we'll come back to how do we work out our righteousness. I would just like to welcome you all back to Radio K Pulpit. This is Alana Willifier and you with my program called Body Matters. And I'm talking about how do we work out our righteousness. And as I said previously, we're only in right standing with God because we've got his Holy Spirit inside of us. And the Holy Spirit contains righteousness because God's Spirit inside of us is perfect. And it's not because of anything we have done. Righteousness is a gift. So let's look at how do we work out our righteousness. Okay, so the word of God says that the righteousness shall live by faith or the righteous shall live by faith. Meaning that if we are are in right standing with God, we will put our trust or faith in him and his word. You see, faith in God promotes righteous living. When we obey his word. Now I want to explain something to you. How do we live a righteous life? How do we live a godly life in other words? Okay, so when we have faith, um, when we believe in God and when we have faith in God, it says faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. The more we spend time in the word of God, the greater our faith becomes. Why? Because Faith is equivalent to the measure of truth. The more we know about the word of God, the greater our faith is. So faith is to have faith is one thing, but to to walk in faith is another thing. You see, because faith in God promotes righteous living when we obey his word. It is one thing to know the word of God and what it says, but it's another thing to live according to it because faith without works is dead. This means that if we know God's truth, we know what his word says, then we should walk in his truth and according to his words. Now, let's just look look at, at an example of how we can actually live a righteous life. And this is in James 2.14, which says, What good is it, my brother, if someone has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warm and filled, Without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also is faith by itself. If it does not have works, it is dead. Our faith is made perfect when we act upon it. So in other words, we can believe the word of God in everything it says. We may know the word back to front But when we don't live what the word says, then we are not living a righteous life. Because it says the righteous shall live by faith. And I just want to add on to that. And it says, yeah, this means that if we obey his word, putting our faith in action, we are showing God that we love him. Do you know there's a scripture in the Bible that says, if you love me, you will obey me. So what is God saying? If you love me, you will, you will walk in the truth. 
You will do what my word says. You will do what the word of God says. And that is in all areas of life. And you know that um, obedience is better than sacrifice. So this means that if we obey his word, putting our faith in action, we are showing God that we love him by doing his will. And there's another reason why God says, without faith, you cannot please him. So it's no use God saying that you know everything about me. You know my word, you know what my word says, but you don't act upon it. And so acting upon the word of God, doing what the word says, is righteous living. Does that make sense? You know, as Christians, we need to grow into maturity. And how do we grow into maturity? You see, growth takes place when we grow in the truth. And where do we find the truth? We find it in the word of God. Why? Because faith comes from hearing the word of God. Faith comes from hearing the truth. You see, our measure of faith equals our measure of truth. The more we grow in our faith, the more we mature. And why do we mature? And I'm going to come back to that later on. But let's read 1 Peter 2 verse 2 that says, Like newborn infants longing for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. You see, God requires that we work out our righteousness. We are already in right standing with God because of his spirit. We already got that certificate. We've, we've, we've made it. But because we love him, we choose to walk in righteousness. And God, it says here in Philippians, let me go back to Philippians 12 too, that says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, now listen, obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You see, working out our salvation is the same as walking out our righteousness, as these are both gifts from God. You see, we never earned salvation. We never earned righteousness. But when we are in right standing with God, because we love him, because we want to do what's right, because we want to please him, we act upon his word. We choose to do what he asks us to do. And that is to know the word, to walk in the word, to know the truth, walk in the truth. You see, we will walk out these gifts because we love him. We'll walk out our salvation. We'll walk out our righteousness. You see, just like a constitution of a country, we have certain rights, but we also have certain responsibilities. You see, in the kingdom of God, we also have a constitution with all the rights that we have in his kingdom, and it's found in the word of God. The more we spend time studying the word, knowing our rights, and we obey the word, that is our responsibility, the more power and authority in Christ we will have in his kingdom. You see, knowledge equals power. And this is how we grow into the maturity of Christ. As your faith grows, as your truth grows, the more you know what God's word says, the more authority you have over the enemy, the more power you have to walk in his kingdom, 
You see, that is maturity. Maturity comes from hearing the word of God and walking and not just knowing his truth, but walking in his truth. And this is Isaiah 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Some people never grow maturity. Why? And they Because they don't know the word of God. They don't know the authority and the benefits that they have in Christ. And therefore, they don't overcome in Christ. The, the Bible says the thing that overcomes this world is our faith. It's our faith. And if we don't know the word of God, you see, the word of, of the faith comes from hearing the word of God. So if we don't know the word of God, we don't have faith. And it's faith when we do have faith that we can overcome the enemy, that we can overcome the kingdom of darkness. You see, we live in a dark world ruled by the enemy. And if we don't know our rights and authority in Christ, we will not be able to stand effectively against the onslaught of the enemy. And I hope that this makes sense. That the more faith we have, the righteous shall live by faith. And we're talking about righteousness, living a life that is in right standing with God. So how can I summarize um, righteous living? You see, firstly is to cultivate a hunger for the word of God. And as I said earlier on in Hosea 4 verse 6, it says, My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. And as I said, some people never grow maturity. They don't know the authority. They don't know the benefits they have in Christ. And therefore, they cannot overcome. Everything that God has for us is to live victoriously and to be more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. You see, we live in a dark world, as I said, ruled by the enemy. And we need the word of God to be effective. It's like, for instance, having a camera and you want to take photos, but you don't know how the camera works. You don't know that you can edit things. You don't know. So without knowing what your rights are, without knowing what you have in Christ, you cannot live an effective life. You cannot take the best photographs. So knowing the word of God and being obedient to it. That's the second thing of, of righteous living. You see, Matthew seven twenty one says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father work. Let me read that again. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father's work in heaven. So what is he saying? What is, what is this knowing the word of God and being obedient to it? It says only those who do his will. Now where is God's will? We, how do we know the will of God? It's in the word of God. If we don't know the word of God, we don't know the will of God. So how can we walk in, in, in God's ways? And it says, but only the one who does the will of my father will enter the kingdom of heaven. So I just want to stipulate again, there's a fine line between knowing the truth and acting upon the truth. So many of us know what the word of God says, but not every one of us 
does what the word says. And here it says clearly, only those who do the will will enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, wanting to be intimate with Father God and abiding in Christ. So another way is spending time in God's in God's presence. You know, that's how we we know the will of God. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So apart from God and his spirit, we are unable to become righteous in our own strength. We cannot live a righteous life without the Holy Spirit. You know, just this is just a thought that came to my mind. You know, we there's people say, you know, but I'm I'm such a good person. I will go to heaven. And you know that it's not good people that go to heaven. It's those that have the Spirit of God who goes to heaven. Because the Spirit of God is God. The, the righteousness we are become we become the righteousness of Christ we become right in right standing with God so apart from God and his spirit we are unable to become righteous in our own strength and that scripture I just read was in John 15 verse 5 another thing of righteous living is turning from destructive behavior and resisting the enemy you see we are in a world where we are constantly tempted by Satan you know, and the word of God says, submit unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And that's in James 4, 7. Resist the devil and he will flee. You know that when we've got the Holy Spirit in us and we spend time in the word of God, that sometimes we will find ourselves in a situation where we, um, you know, we're not sure. We, we are tempted and then the word of God, the Holy Spirit will just put a scripture, will just remind us of a scripture. And we'll go, okay, this is the truth. Because the enemy is so subtle. He will bring in subtle things. But if we don't know the word of God, we'll fall for that. And that's why it says my people will perish because of a lack of knowledge. And just to come upon a, a story, um, one day a, a lady came to visit me and she wanted to sell me some advertising space. At that time I was still had all my kids and they were little and um, I started a little moms and tots group and we lived in a complex and I was actually um, waiting for um, my Bible study um, friend to come, my prayer partner at that stage. So I was waiting for her and I wasn't expecting this lady to come. So the security guard phones me from the security guard and says to me, Alana, here's a lady here and she wants to come in. But she's so rude. She's swearing and she's going on and she wants us to, to let her in without calling you. And I thought, that's strange, because my prayer partner wouldn't swear like that. Anyway, so when the lady came in, I was quite surprised. I said, yeah, you know, I wasn't expecting her. And she said, she's coming, you know, to talk to me about advertising. And I let her in for a few minutes. And I said to her, look, I, um, I've got my Bible study partner coming here, so I can't speak too long. And when she heard I was a Christian, she wanted to 
to tell me all these things that she's a Christian and oh, she loves the Lord and everything. And the word of God that came to my mind was, you will know my people by their fruit. And if it wasn't for that word, if I wasn't a Christian, I could have been deceived. I could have been deceived by someone who says they're a Christian, but they're not really a Christian. So that is why it's so powerful that you know the word of God. And so James 4, 7 says, submit unto God, resist the devil and he will flee. And another thing is being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, God gave us the Holy Spirit in us to guide us in all truth, all truth. So if we want to live a righteous life, we need to know the truth and walk in the truth. And the Holy Spirit is also known as the helper. So we've got the Holy Spirit to help us, to convict us, you know, to guide us. And um, to live a righteous life. You know, when we go off path, especially as Christians, it's very hard to sin when you've been walking with the Holy Spirit. Because the minute you've sinned, you know. You know in your heart, deep down, oh, I messed up. And that's when the Holy Spirit convicts you. It's, it's uncomfortable to sin if you are a Christian, a true Christian with the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And so we've got the Holy Spirit to guide us and to help us to live righteous lives. Another thing of that I found that's so extremely important to live a righteous life is to walk in repentance. You know, the enemy will always come. You know, you'll use people to hurt you, to hurt us, to say things that will um, offend us. You know, it says offenses will come. Um you know, we will always be um, under attack, put it that way, as Christians. But the one thing is, is to walk in repentance of God. When we've messed up, when we have um, failed ourselves, um, you know, the Bible says, for all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by grace through the redemption that comes through Jesus, meaning that we are bound to fail in our walk with God. So many times we do fail. We, we make bad choices that doesn't promote God's righteousness. But when we truly repent of our sins, God says he will forgive us of our sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and purify us from, from all unrighteousness. So, even as Christians, when we fail in our walk with God, you know, we don't always do what he says. There's times we deliberately sin and there's times we, we you know, we, we make mistakes. But God, when we go to him and we repent, you know, God is faithful. So as one thing of walking a righteous life is to continually walk in repentance continually asking God to forgive us when we fell. And another thing is walking in forgiveness towards others. And as I said earlier on, you know, the enemy will use people to hurt you. The enemy will come and remind you through people of your failures. Um, and, and it will, and people will lie to you, but to revel, to live a righteous life requires that we walk in forgiveness towards others because the word of God says in Matthew 6 15 for if you forgive other people when they have sinned against you 
your heavenly father will also forgive you. So as Christians who live a righteous life, we need to continuously walk in repentance and we need to continuously walk in forgiveness. And lastly, which is the most powerful of all is walking in love by serving and doing good to others. And that is in John thirteen thirty five, which is, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Okay, so those are ways in which we can live a righteous life. So can we walk out our righteousness in our own strength? You see, we can't walk out our righteousness in our own strength. Why? So when we have the Holy Spirit, we've got the Holy Spirit, as I said, to help us. And in John fourteen sixteen, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is for your benefit that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the helper will, come, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. You see, God has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us and help us to live a righteous life, to live a godly life. And John fifteen five says, I'm the vine and you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And you know, the outcome of living a righteous life is the fruits of the Spirit. And what are the fruits of the Spirit? The fruits of the Spirit is the character of God. And that's kindness, gentleness, patience. The more we live a godly life, the more the Holy Spirit produces the character of Christ in us. Remember I said in that scripture earlier on, God says, be perfect as I am perfect. Why do we need to live a a righteous life? Because God has called us to be holy. That is why. And we do it because we love him. And God says, if you love me, you will obey me. And let's look at Philippians 2.13 that says, For it is God who is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. You see, God didn't leave us on our own. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He wants us to live righteous lives. He wants us to be obedient to Him. And and I believe at the end of the day, it's not for for just for, for anything. It's for our own benefit. It's for our benefit, and it pleases him when we walk um, in righteousness. So what does the Bible say about the unrighteous? You know, there's so many things. It says here in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 11, it says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornications, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor con nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortionists will inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, that was a mouthful. Why? Because they don't have the Holy Spirit inside of them. When you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, it's hard to sin. It really is hard to sin. So when you have the Holy Spirit, you're in right standing with God. And the kingdom of God lives within you because the Holy Spirit contains the kingdom of God. But if you are an adulteress, all these things, you cannot inherit the kingdom, meaning you cannot have the Holy Spirit inside of you. 
In Revelations 21, 8, it says, But the cowardly, unbelieving, sexually immoral, idolaters, and liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. You see, and there's another one where David cries out to the Lord and says, Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. And as Christians, can we continue to sin? The Bible says that as Christians, we ought not to continue with sin. And in 1 John 3, 9, it says, No one who is born of God, meaning of the Spirit, will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They can't go on sinning because they have been born of God. Now, that's what I said. You know, when we have the Spirit of God in inside of us, we know when we sin immediately because that Holy Spirit convicts us. And in 1 John 3, 8, it says, Whoever makes practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the enemy. Okay, so let's take a little break because it's been a mouthful. And then we can look at the outcome of righteous living. What what benefits do we have once you know, once we live a righteous life. So let's let's take a short music break and then we'll continue. Welcome back here with Alana Ellifee. My program is called Body Matters. And I'm talking today about the topic, how do we live a righteous life? And in Galatians 3.11, it says, the righteous shall live by faith. So I'm talking about righteous living. How can we live a righteous life? And what is the outcome of righteous living? You know, when walking in maturity and fulfilling our God-given purpose, that's one reason. When we know the truth and we walk in the truth, we will also know our God-given purpose. The outcome of walking in righteousness is that we become more like Christ. So in 2 Corinthians 3.18 it says, So all of us who have had the veil removed, meaning knowing the truth, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is in the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Okay, so we are, the more we mature, the more we know the Word of God, not just knowing the Word of God, walking in the Word of God, walking in maturity, the more Christ-like we become. And walking in righteousness produces, as I said, the character of God within us. And the outward manifestation thereof is producing the fruits of the Spirit. Now, that's what I mentioned earlier on. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You see, God's people are characterized by the above fruits that reflect in their lives. And in Matthew seven seventeen, it says, Even so, every good tree bears good fruits, but a bad tree bears bad fruits. A good tree can't bear bad fruits. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. So every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Remember I just um, told that story about that lady. On one hand she's swearing and going off. 
and then all of a sudden she's a wonderful Christian. But the word of God says, you will know my people by their fruits. And fruits are developed through living a righteous life. You see, when we grow in righteousness, we bear the characteristics of God, which is the fruit of the Spirit. But when we continue to sin, we can't bear the fruits and we are eventually cut down and thrown into the fire. So some of you might think now, one of these questions that someone might ask you, but what if I gave my life to the Lord yesterday and I, for instance, died tomorrow and I haven't walked out my righteousness, I haven't walked out my salvation. So what does it say? What, what does the word of God say about that? And um, you see, if we read the story of the cross where Jesus was hanging between the two criminals and the one criminal said to Jesus, remember me when you come into my into your kingdom and Jesus responded I say to you today you will be with me in paradise you see in that very last minutes of that criminal's life he called upon Jesus and acknowledged him and immediately there is salvation and Jesus promises him that he will be in heaven with him so the spirit of God when we accept Jesus, we are in right standing with him. You know, we are already in right standing with God. But because we love God, we obey him, meaning we do his will. We read his word. We don't just know his word. We walk in his word. That is when we live a life that pleases God. But if you give your life to the Lord today and you die tomorrow, you are in right standing with God. You will see God. You will go to heaven, in other words. And this is demonstrated by the story of these criminals hanging um, next to Jesus. They were both criminals, but the one acknowledged him and the other one didn't. The Bible also says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So there's another demonstration that's also found in Matthew 21 verse 6. In short, let me just say, let me just explain this in short. In short, the kingdom of heaven is described as following. A landowner went out early in the morning to get workers to work in his vineyard and agreed to pay them a denaria, which is one day's wage. He goes later in the morning and finds more workers and he gives and he goes in the afternoon. He finds another lot of workers. And at the end of the day, before the work is done, just before the work is done, he goes and he gets more workers. And at the end of the evening, he pays them all the same wage. Now, for us, it seems a little bit unfair, doesn't it? Why would I work an hour and get the same pay? Or why would someone work, I work the whole day and someone who came an hour before the end of the day get the same amount of pay? Of course, we'll be upset, but these workers were upset. They were high. They were very upset because they worked long hours, longer hours than those who came an hour before the time. And they just said, no, but then we want more pay. But this is what the landowner said in Matthew twenty thirteen to 16. He says, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Did you not agree to the work of a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one I hired last the same pay as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I'm generous? And this story to me just illustrates that sometimes we walk years and years with the Lord. And we, we and you know what? When we, we die, we go to heaven. 
And sometimes we just give our lives to the Lord the day before we die and we still go to heaven. And that to me is so beautiful. But it's important that we understand that none of us know the hour and the day of our death. And therefore we cannot say, let's enjoy a sinful life now because tomorrow or next year we will give our lives to the Lord and then we'll still go to heaven. Because Proverbs 27.1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. So finally, we will also receive a reward in heaven for the righteous things we have done on this earth. So, what will you choose? And I just want to end off with this. And I'm, I'm at the end of this program. And so this is my word for you. You see, we all have a choice in pursuing righteousness. And Deuteronomy 30.15 says, See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, his decrees and his laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. So he says, I lay before you life and death. Deuteronomy thirty nineteen says, This day I call the heavens and the earth as witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. So today, I just want to ask you, if you haven't given your life to the Lord, and you don't have that Holy Spirit inside of you, you know that you are powerless against the schemes and the plans of the enemy. You know that the enemy is spirit, and only spirit can fight against spirit. Only the Holy Spirit inside of you, that spirit of truth, that spirit that can help you, is the spirit that can help you to overcome. But without the spirit, we are powerless against the enemy. So today my question is, if you haven't given your life to the Lord today, don't you just want to repeat after me? Father God, today I commit my life to you. I ask that you'll be Lord and Savior over my life. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your truth. Fill me with your life. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you that your Spirit makes me in right standing with you. Thank you, Lord, that today I choose to surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, believe it's by faith that you are saved. And faith is to believe that you are saved. And you are a child of God. And I pray that the Holy Spirit inside of you will transform you into the image of Christ, that you may live a righteous life and walk out your salvation in Christ Jesus. So thank you so much for joining me again. 
with my program Body Matters and we'll meet again next Saturday at the same time. Have a beautiful week from me, Alana Willifiv. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.